It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two here on Monday morning. And let's get right back to the phones. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. You waited all that time to hang up? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just a, maybe it was a connection issue. I can't believe you waited all that time and then hung up on me. Anyway, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in, you can also text in using app chat on the WBSM app, or you can record your message with the open line feature on the WBSM app. And speaking of the app, that's where you can go in and enter to win tickets to see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. You can also enter at WBSM.com as well. If you go to the website, it's in the upper right-hand corner. You'll see win P-Funk tickets. And if you enter in... Today, you've got time. You could be the, the winner today, this morning. We're going to draw a winner. Uh, I, you know, I like to keep you listening throughout the course of the show and teasing it, but I'll tell you this much. We will draw the winner sometime this hour. So you want to make sure that you get your information in quickly so that you'll be in the running. And if you've already entered, you are in the running to have your name drawn today. We're going to be giving away tickets, I believe, today and tomorrow, right? Maybe Wednesday, too, I think. I'm not sure. I'd have to count how many days there are from when we started. And then when we finish that, we'll start with uh, giving away Nickelback tickets later on this week. So we've got a lot of great shows coming up that we have tickets for to give to you. And we will keep doing so because I just like giving away concert tickets. Nothing better than going out to see live music on a nice summer night. Even though this, this show is indoors, it's at the MGM Music Hall at Fenway. It doesn't matter. Still a summertime concert. You're going to be leaving MGM Music Hall. You'll be right there, right outside Fenway, right around all those other places you can go out to and hang out at after the show is over, make a real night out of it. So, uh, and then let's see. Hmm. Well, I'm going to, I'll save teasing the rest of what we're going to be giving away in the coming weeks. We'll, we'll just tease and say it's going to be some good stuff. And by the way, congratulations to our winners of the James Taylor tickets that we gave away at the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament, at the Feast of the Blessed, at 50s night, getting all my summer events mixed up in my brain. On 50s night, we had a, an entry for people to enter in to see James Taylor, again at MGM Music Hall at Fenway. And so if you entered to win, check your emails because Casey sent out the winner emails last week. And so if you are the winner, you'll have an email from her for you to sign and send back. And then she can send you your virtual tickets. Such an easy process. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up, and, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit with Jack if we, if we have time, because it's at newbedfordlight.org. 
And it's a report from Colin Hogan. And I meant to bring this up last week, but we got so wrapped up in everything that was going on with the city council and the ballot question and all of that that I didn't have a chance to really bring it up to you. But I found this to be a very interesting piece by Colin, uh, who always does a great job uh, reporting, especially on education matters. And in this particular story, it's about the student representatives to local school boards. Now, if you're not familiar with this, a, a number of school committees have the student representative. Someone who is there and takes part in the meetings representing the student side of things. But they are non-voting members. They can be involved in the discussion, but they don't have a vote. And so a group of them have got together and drafted legislation that would give them equal voting rights with the school board members that they already serve alongside. Including Elliot Talley, who is the student representative on the New Bedford School Board, School Committee. So these folks went to the State House recently to ask the legislature how to change the fact that they can't vote as, as part of those committees. And Colin has a great quote from Elliot Talley. We are the ones receiving the education. We're in those desks. We get the bulk of whatever the school committee has to throw at us. I think it is very important to have a youth voice on school committees. Now, there are some legislators who support this. And there are some places, well, there's one place where they actually do allow the students to vote. That's in uh, Anne, Anne Arundel County in Maryland, according to Collins reporting. So what are your thoughts about this? These are students who are obviously engaged in the process, who obviously want to be there, who obviously are knowledgeable about these issues. I don't think anybody's signing up to be the student representative to the school board just because it looks good on a college resume. If you're not there to be fully engaged in a school committee meeting, you don't want to be there. When I was a student, we would get paid we would get paid actual good money, more than I made at my part-time job, to film, because I was in the AV department, to film the school committee meetings. So if you went there and filmed and worked the camera, you got play, paid pretty well for going there and doing that. And they couldn't have paid me enough to go to those meetings when I was that age. Now, I was interested in politics. I just was not interested in the school committee. So it takes a special kind of student to be that engaged in what goes on in the school committee. For example, you know, you've got to have a, a, a student that understands the behind the scenes part of the school, that understands what goes on beyond just their daily classroom experience. And that's going to take a little bit of work. 
It's going to take some learning. It's going to take some putting in the effort. So you've got somebody who's already engaged. Somebody who, when they're 18, is going to be voting anyway. And I'm going to guess a lot of these student representatives are probably juniors and seniors anyway. So they're probably close to voting already. But this isn't, this isn't a vote where you're going to the ballot box. And voting for public office. This is a vote within a committee. And I don't think that should be held to the same standards as going to vote to a ballot box or that they should have to be elected by the people to have their vote and their say count. They are elected and voted by the students and are the students' representative voice on the school committee. So I think it's a fair thing to say we want to have a chance to, to have our vote count. And I don't know if they would weigh it equally with the other votes. I would hope that they would. But they should be able to be part, and they should be able to be part of closed-door sessions too. That's the other part of it. If the school committee goes into executive session, the student representative doesn't go into executive session. And I think that that's something that should be part of it as well. I mean, are you worried that if you're going in there and talking about, I don't know, the potential salary for the new superintendent that the student shouldn't know that information? Or the candidates in a school committee, in a, in a superintendent search? And I'm just trying to think of some of the things school committees do in closed sessions. I feel like if they want to be there, they're involved. If they want to be there, they're knowledgeable. If they want to be there and they're sitting through three and four hour meetings and however long some of these meetings can go, then they should have a chance to have equal representation, equal voice. This isn't an uneducated person getting in there and, and gumming up the works. This is somebody who may even be more actively involved in the discussions than, than the actual school committee members themselves because they're there in the schools experiencing this every day. If you had a association of, uh, I, I don't know, let me think, mechanics, and you had a board that decided things for that association of mechanics, wouldn't you want some of the everyday mechanics working in the shops to have a say and not just, you know, the, the, the people that run the shops? Would you want to hear the and, and, and have an equal say to the person who's in there every day doing the actual work? And I think this is the same thing. It might be a bad example. I'm not really all, always great with coming up with examples off the top of my head. But I think that the fact that these kids have banded together to ask for this which is a responsibility that they, they don't have to take on. They could also say, well, but if we don't have a vote, makes it a lot easier to just go in and cruise through this and, and not have to be worried about it, not have to be actively involved in it. No, they're, what they're saying is, no, we want to be. 
We want to be actively involved. We want to have our voice count. So I, I think it's a good thing, and I don't know why you would not want to have that be the case. Again, I don't know if they would rank it equally or if it would be, you know, there might be some matters where the student would have to abstain from voting. I, I don't know how they would work it out. Like if there was disciplinary things that had to go on, say a teacher had to be disciplined or something, or I don't even know if the school committee would vote for that, but you know what I mean? If it was something where there was a conflict for the student to have to vote, they could exempt themselves. They could recuse themselves from voting. But I think in, in most matters, it would make sense. What do you think about that? 508-996-0500. Like to get your take on it. And read the piece at newbedfordlight.org. I think that uh, you will you will see, right, as you read it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we got some uh, app chat messages here uh, that uh, John has sparked with his call about the market basket price discrepancies. We'll get into those in just a moment. But right now, I'm going to take my first break of this hour. We'll be back in a few moments. First off, I'm going to read a couple app chat messages here, but before we get into the ones that are in response to John's call about the market basket price discrepancy, uh, Not Bad in Oak Bluff said, Good morning, Tim. Did I hear you correctly that you only need to enter your name once for each contest? Yes, it's my understanding that the system filters out any multiple entries and just puts in everybody's one entry so that everybody has a fair shot. So uh, you only need to enter one time to put in your name. Uh, going back to, so, so John had called in in the last hour and said that, uh, when he went to market basket, that because of the way that they leave some things, you know, they leave pallets of stuff like right in the middle of the aisle, they block some things, stuff ends up being not in the correct spot of where the, the price tag is for it. So that the consumer goes in, the shopper goes in and thinks that it's the price that's on the, on the little placard that's on the shelf and then it's the wrong item there. So it looks like, you know, something might be less expensive than it is. Uh, I'll be sure in Somerset says, Hey John, I worked in a grocery store for 23 years and the proper way for market basket was to turn the tag around. So you won't get that price, but good for you. Happy coffee day. And then Steve in New Bedford says the only way a price discrepancy is considered against the law is an advertised price. That isn't the price that you get rung up for. Even then, if you read the printed flyer, it says not responsible for typographic or illustration errors. Usually, if something is on sale for a week and someone forgot to take down the sale sign, most places will honor the sale price, even if it's dated. Market Basket has stickers at the front of the bin, which tells you the product, lists the barcode, and the price. Hold on, I'm just going to put this call on hold. I have an idea, based upon his attitude from the call, that the manager he spoke with took that into consideration when he spoke with him. In an effort to make shelves look full, one product may drift into... 
the other or a customer may put something back where it doesn't belong. Market Basket by far is the best option for everyday shopping based upon price. They didn't get there by being deceitful or dishonest, in my opinion. All right, uh, let's squeeze in this call. You know what, caller? I'm going to just have you hang on because we're up against the news and we'll take you as soon as we come back from the news. I want to make sure I give you a fair amount of time and not just, you know, 60 seconds to be able to do that. But you know what I can do in 60 seconds? I can tell you about where you can get a great breakfast this morning, and that's just another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth because you don't have to worry about the prices with them. They're right there on the menu, and they're super affordable. You can go out there and have breakfast for two people, three people, four people, and it's not going to break the bank like it does at other places. When was the last time two people could go out, have breakfast, have their day started off with full stomachs, and happy smiles on their faces and have it cost you, you know, around 20, 25 bucks. It's hard to get that anymore, but you can get that at Just Another Phoenix. You can sit down inside the restaurant and have a full breakfast. You can also take it to go and you don't even have to get out of the car. You can order it ahead of time, pull up to their drive through window. They'll hand it to you and you are on your way. All kinds of great items, all your breakfast favorites, plus creative specials every day. That's just another Phoenix restaurant. Again, located on Fawns Corner Road in Dartmouth. It's uh, a little bit before. The, it's between the sheriff's office and, and uh, what used to be the VF outlet and is now Health Track. So if you go past Health Tracks a little bit down the road on your left, you will see just another Phoenix with their great sign and their beautiful exterior and all of the deliciousness inside. All right, let's go now into the newsroom. Adam Bass has all of your top stories of the day. A federal judge is giving former President Donald Trump until this afternoon to respond to special counsel Jack Smith's motion for a protective order. Smith filed the motion Friday after Trump posted on Truth Social, If you go after me, I'm coming after you. Trump pleaded not guilty Thursday to criminal charges connected to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. The Texas Attorney General's office is appealing a ruling that would have relaxed the state's abortion ban. On Friday, a judge temporarily halted the abortion ban for women who have dangerous pregnancy complications. That ruling came from the judge's concerns about the law's vague language and how it might impact a doctor's good faith judgment. A day later, the attorney general's office filed an appeal that would have disregarded the judge's ruling and keep the current abortion ban in place. Until a final word from the Texas Supreme Court, Texas's current abortion ban is still in full effect. There is a search for a missing 20-year-old autistic man from Brooklyn, New York. Police say that Gannett Suleman was last seen Friday afternoon at his home on 65th Street in ben Bensonhurst. Suleman is nonverbal and autistic. He's 5'7 and weighs around 120 pounds with brown eyes and black hair. Cops say Suleman was last seen wearing a gray shirt, blue jeans, and no shoes. Just two days and counting until the drawing for the $1.5 billion Mega Millions jackpot. Trey Thomas has more. It's been almost four months since the last Mega Millions winner. And after Friday night's drawing, the jackpot rolled up to $1.55 billion. That would make it the largest Mega Millions jackpot in history. And the third biggest in U.S. lottery history. The lump sum payment is estimated at more than $757 million. I'm Trey Thomas. Three people are dead after two firefighting helicopters collided in mid-air in Riverside County, California. The crash happened at around 7.30 Sunday night. The three people who died were a Cal 
Cal Fire, Fire Division Chief, a Cal Fire Captain, and a contract pilot. One of the two helicopters that collided landed safely. The other helicopter went down, killing all three people on board. This all took place near the site of a 20-acre wildfire that erupted about an hour prior to the crash. Another world championship, another trip to D.C. for the Houston, Houston Astros. The team will visit the White House today. World champion baseball teams have been visiting the White House and meeting the president since at least 1924. That's almost 100 years ago. The Washington Senators are believed to have started the tradition. Following their 2017 World Series win, the Astros visited the White House to meet then-President Donald Trump. And Madonna is sharing an update on her postponed celebration tour. The Queen of Pop took to social media to thank fans and announced that she rerouted her tour schedule that would soon be coming out within the next few days. Madonna was forced to postpone her tour due to a serious bacterial infection that that came down within the late June. She was then admitted to the ICU but has since recovered. In sports, the Boston Red Sox lost to the Toronto Blue Jays by a 13-1 score last night. The Sox are still at home for a series against the Kansas City Royals tonight, starting at 7.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We'll expect a mixture of some sun and clouds throughout the day. We have scattered showers moving through the area as well. At times, we could see a pop-up thunder shower moving through as well. High near 77. Overnight tonight, we're going to be cloudy and humid with a few spot thunder showers as well. 70 degrees and for tomorrow, morning showers becoming scattered by afternoon. High of 82. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 69 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. It's okay if you listen in the shower. Just keep it to yourself and don't make it weird. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hey, it's going on, Tim. How you doing? Not bad. I, I wanted to jump in on this uh, the conversation that you're having in regards to the school committee and student representative. Mm-hmm. And do I have it correct that you're in favor of having their vote kind of count or like a binding Finding vote on on uh, school issues. Yeah, I think so. I think if, if they're there to be the representative voice of the students, the students should have some say. I agree with you halfway on this. Okay. So I agree that it can be finding vote as long as that student is 18. Prior to that, they're not legally even allowed to sign a contract. So saying that they're allowed to have a vote on a contract a union contract an executive session or you know a separate issue in regards to any any type of vote if you're not 18 you're not even allowed to actually have a a a say on a contract you can't legally sign a contract so so if you're 17 uh i say no but if the student is 18 years old a senior in high school um, absolutely, I have no problem with this. It's just the the fact that they're 
they're not even legally allowed to, to take out a loan at a at a bank, mm-hmm. um, let alone have a vote on on a million dollar contract. And and I don't think that necessarily they they would have to be able to vote on everything, and that might be one of those things that they exempt them from, mainly because you know just what what are the optics of that for? Uh, because they're actively in the school, you know, they're at, they're the students that are are the ones who are subject to whoever is getting hired. So that would be like you know me trying to pick my own boss. So I don't know that that would be you know part of the discussion that they would have a vote in, if you get what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. Uh, it's just, just the, the the legality. I don't even know if the the if somebody was to challenge that in court, if that would be even something that they would look at. But like, well, this kid's not even, you know, legally allowed to sign a contract, so their vote doesn't count anyways. Yeah, even but if, if they were to challenge that in court. Yeah, and I can see that just being, like you said, not only a sticky legal situation, but also, you know, it could just be a sticking point too if you're trying to negotiate with somebody, and they're saying, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this job over here instead because then I don't have to deal with a a 17 year old kid being part of the negotiations." Yeah, exactly. That that's a that's another problem. I, I get what you're saying, but yeah, so I'm I'm with you. I'm halfway with you. Um, it's one vote. It's uh, if they're 18. Great. Uh, so right right now, as it stands there, it's just a non-binding kind of like a, I'll give you my opinion, and they just weigh the opinion. Yeah. Uh, now they, they're able to be part of all the discussion. Well, they can't be part of executive session, but they can be part of the discussions that are going on, and uh, and they can weigh in, but you know they can give their insight to have the, the voting members take that into account when they make their own decisions. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's... Uh that's it. That's it, Tim. I just wanted to give you my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm with you halfway. Oh, but, my, uh, I'd rather yeah, have you halfway with me than totally against me. So <laughs> you got it. No problem, Tim. <laughs> All right, have, have a good, a good day. One. And too, and I think that that's you know that's that's a great point. You know, there's probably some things where the, just the logistics of it won't allow for. It. But in things like you know, if you're trying to uh, you know set a new nutrition program in place, the students could have a say in that. If uh, if you're looking into eliminating extracurriculars. The student could have a voting say in that. Uh, this issue that's come up in some other school departments with the books that are being offered, you know, the student could have a vote in that, which I think is an important thing when you have these uh, essentially parents and community members that are trying to decide what should be going in the school and not the students themselves having a say in what they want to see in the school. And I'm not talking just about, you know, the controversial books that have made all the headlines. I'm just talking about anything that might go into the school that, you know, they should have some say to say, well, here's why we want this. And that's okay. You know, they've, they've got it now. They can advise the school committee members, but do you really think that the school committee members who are dead set against some of these things are actually listening to the students that are saying, we want these materials in the school. No, they've already made up their mind about it. So at least have a vote that helps kind of balance some of that out. And I'm just using that as an example, but there's a lot of issues that are like that that I think having that person that's directly affected by this, having a say, a binding say, makes a difference. You know, the caller is right. Contracts and things like that, probably not a good idea to have underage kids involved. I guess there's a little bit of a question then of you know does that affect who's running for that position and because i'm sure in most schools they're elected by the student body to go and be their representative on the school committee 
So would you say, well, vote for me. I'm 18 already. My vote will count sooner than my opponent's. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered within this, but I think I think it's a worthwhile discussion to have. And I'm glad that these kids took it upon themselves to go to the state house and have this discussion. I've been saying this for a couple of years now where people like to you know look at the younger generation and say, "Oh, they don't want to vote. They don't they don't care about what's going on. They're too self-absorbed in their social media and all this stuff to they're too busy watching their tickety talks to want to get out there and actually know no the the generation now that's high school and and just entered college in the last year or two and you know whatever they want to call that generation I don't I don't even know which one they're calling it now but whatever they want to call that generation they're very politically minded and they're paying attention to me it's very much it reminds me of generation x which play, was paying attention to what was going on in the world and trying to invoke some of that change. So I think you're seeing a lot of that happen with this generation that's coming up, the ones who are just about to be a voting age or, or just past voting age. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. But right now, I'm going to take a break. And 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in. You can also send us app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. That's where you can also enter to win, as well as on the website, WBSM.com. Enter to win a pair of tickets to see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic August 17th at MGM Music Hall at Fenway. We'll be giving those away in just a few moments. But before that, I want to let you know that WBSM, as always, is saving you money with SeizeTheDeal.com. And this Friday at 9 a.m., you can score buy one, get one gift certificates to the old Gristmill Tavern in Seekonk. This preeminent New England tavern has everything on the menu from steaks to seafood. They also have that giant lobster roll that's big enough for two people. This Friday at 9 a.m., you can get two Certificates for the price of one. It's buy one, get one gift certificates to the Old Grist Mill Tavern in Seekonk this Friday at 9 a.m. only at SeizeTheDeal.com. So if you don't already have that page bookmarked, make sure that you do, and then check it out every day for all the great deals that we have up there. And there's, there's still some deals up there that you can jump on. 
We still have uh, $30 in gift certificates to Sorbet Frozen Treats for $15. Bucks. $20 to Sonic for $10. $20 to Duke's Bakery and Cafe for $10. $50 to Festiva Buffet for $25. And $50 to Baco Vino and Contorni for just $12.50. $50 for just $12.50. Those are some of the great deals available right now at SeizeTheDeal.com. And, of course, on Friday, we'll have that deal for the old Grist Mill Tavern in Seekonk up there for you as well. So one of the uh, things that we discussed earlier was gas prices going up. And there was a very interesting article that I read. Uh, let's see. This was from CBS News, where they talked about what the factors are for the rising oil prices. And, and you know, some of them make sense. Oil production is, is down. They, they do that to try to keep the price up. So the prices are rising globally. But the other reason why is the hot temperatures that we recent, had in recent weeks. I never realized that this was a factor. But what it is, is when it gets to be, you know, this high temperature, oil refineries have to reduce their output because they can only operate at temperatures between 32 degrees and 95 degrees. So when the temperature went up in the area of these, uh, uh, of these refineries to over 95 degrees, they had to shut down production. So it takes a while for them to get back up to speed once they are able to offer uh, operate at full capacity. I had no idea that that was a factor. I had no idea that that was something that happens. So I think that, you know, hopefully we're not going to get too many more of those major heat waves like that. But as global warming happens, because it is happening, it is real. And as that happens and we have more and more of these heat waves... This might happen more often. So keep that in mind. You want to keep having the oil. And I, you know, I think we do need it. I think we need to have oil as we try to convert to alternative energy sources. But keep in mind that the more we are dependent on that, the more that if we do have rising temperatures, there might be more instances where we're going to have to shut down oil production. So... Pretty fascinating. I had no idea. 508-996-0500. Oh, one other thing that I want to tell you, too. This coming Saturday is the final day for any remaining Christmas tree shops. Now, the North Dartmouth one shut down already. That shut down at the end of July. But the remaining stores in Massachusetts, Avon, Foxborough, Holyoke, Hyannis, Linfield, North Attleboro, Shrewsbury, and Somerville, those will all be closing for good this coming Saturday, August 12th. I don't know what's left in any of those stores. You're probably just going in there and buying the fixtures at this point. Um, but, you know, some of those fixtures, they could be valuable. I have friends that, you know, on the uh, convention circuit that go out and sell all these things that they make, they're always looking for the shelves and the racks and all that kind of stuff. So they love when stores go out of business because otherwise they would have to pay thousands of dollars for those things and they can walk in and get them for 50 bucks. But uh, I don't know what's left in any of these stores. But it's worth checking out. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm heading up in that direction at all, in any of those directions this week. Maybe I'll stop by and, and see what's left and 
share some photos with you on our social media. I do have to take one final break of the hour. Caller, hang on. If we can squeeze you in, we will. We'll be right back.